Welcome everybody to Talking Elite. And boy, do we have a show for you guys tonight. We are now doing part two of our show on Breaking the Street. Tonight, we are talking about the next big thing. We are talking about the Beast Incarnate, Brock. Thanks in the back of Zach. Always appreciate it. So tonight, we are going to be discussing the Beast. We are talking everything from his UFC career all the way back to his OVW. So, man, he has had a crazy career. I personally was not a huge fan of him when I first mm. saw him just because he was beating John Cena because this was that was the time I came in and saw Brock Lesnar. So yeah. I, and plus all the part-time stuff over the years, like I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth. So before we get jumping into our conversation and our whole episode on Brock tonight, let me introduce you to our panel. We have the Tiger King himself. All the way from Florida, we have the Bearded Wonder. We have Adam. No longer in Florida. I'm in Tennessee again. Oh, sorry. The Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee man. Sorry. The I Tennessee. You could call you could call me like the Tennessee Beard Wonder. There you go. Ten, the Tennessee Ooh. Beard Mid-South Wonder. Mid-South Beard. Yes. The Mid-South Beard. The Mid-South Beard. There is his new nickname. Put that on a t-shirt. There you go. Oh, yeah. so, thank you, Adam, so much for joining us tonight. I hope you were ready to talk Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. Hmm. And, then, yeah. and then we have the most professional podcaster. He hmm. is the pro wrestling goat. We have Zach joining us tonight. Hey, hey, thanks for having me on the show, guys. It's always a pleasure. We have so much fun here, so I can't wait to see what we create tonight. Oh, man, I am super stoked to have you on because between you, Adam, and Connor, you guys are probably some of the biggest wrestling minds I know. So I am super excited to have you guys on tonight. And finally, we have everybody's favorite producer. He is the ringleader of the All Elite Zone podcast. He is the biggest CM Punk and Brian Cage, Mark, probably not just on the show, but in real life, we have Connor. Connor, welcome to the show, buddy. It's great to be on. Uh, this is a really good topic. I know last week we had a really good part one to the series, and uh, part two is going to be really interesting because Undertaker and Brock has two different career, two way completely different careers. So uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, deep dive in uh, Brock Lesnar's career. Uh, it's not a lot outside yeah. of wrestling. Like just uh, looking uh, at it, man. The man is just an. Just a freak of nature. Let's just put it out. He's a freak of nature. He's, he's mm-hmm. once in a lifetime. You'll never see him the Brock Lesnar. So do you no. know what's – oh, this is pretty much a given. But do you know what sport Brock Lesnar became a beast and actually won a NCAA world championship in? That's uh, wrestling. Cricket, right? Yeah. Yeah, cricket. Yeah, cricket. totally cricket. Yeah, and so do you guys, do you guys know where he went to college? Was it Minnesota? Same school as no Mr. Perfect. Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. Oh, because ah. Shelton Benjamin. That was the other thing, too. Yeah. I found out Shelton Benjamin was one of his coaches in wrestling. Do you know that? Yes, he was the assistant hmm. coach. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, wow. Did you go to school with him and Shelton? Like, yeah, dang, so Adam, you go everywhere. But yeah, so Shelton Benjamin was one of his coaches and was a huge part of him um, getting signed to OVW. Hmm. Yep. I remember uh, 
I think it was like a few years ago, maybe two or three years ago, him and Shelton Benjamin did something on Raw together. Or maybe it was the Royal Rumble, I don't know. Uh, but a lot, a lot of the OVW guys, uh, a lot of the bigger name, like the biggest names right now, are were from OVW. Uh, yeah. Ron mm-hmm. Cena, Batista, John Randy Cena, Orton. Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Like that yeah. class mm-hmm. right there, just looking at the future Hall of Famers right there, and for the stables yeah. of what sports entertainment is, that, that is just mm-hmm. crazy to think that. And, uh, Brock Lesnar was in three different sports, wasn't he? Amateur wrestling. And we'll talk about his. We'll talk about his football career here in just a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit midway oh, through the show. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Brock is just a dominant force because he basically did three different sports. So, kind of a spoiler for the show a little bit, but he was, of course, on the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Not, not even a whole season. Not even a season. So, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, of course, he did the UFC fighting. Mm. Yeah. Everybody knows he does. He's he's done UFC, and to be honest with you, looking at it, I think his UFC like character, like the like became the Beast Incarnate that we know him as now. Just crazy, di- little bit difference from his first, you know, WWE run to his current slash recent, because he's mm. still technically active. Correct? He's still technically active on the WWE roster. Am I right? Yeah. He's he's technically I think listed as part time, but he's still yes. active part time. Yeah, um, okay. I know uh, Ethan um, agrees. Uh, his UFC yeah. stuff was crazy. Yeah, don't worry, mm-hmm. Ethan. We'll we'll talk about that later. So I mean, it's gonna be uh, like I said, his UFC career like is awesome. So thank you guys uh, so much for um, coming on. Make sure you guys leave your comments below as we go through his career because does Brock Lesnar have problem? He's probably one of the I think he's almost the Undertaker level at this point. I think he's like mm-hmm. the next phenom in professional wrestling, you know. And I'm looking at it too. Um, so, as he was in his OVW career, he won tag gold twice with Shelton Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. Do you know if he had any other? Do you know if he had any other championships in OVW, or did he just win the tag titles? And then I know he got frustrated with being on there, and then went up to the main roster. Uh, yeah, no, I I know he he won the tag titles with Shelton, but hmm. to the extent of your frust- the frustration, he was feeling like he was ready for the main. I mean, just just by his athletic ability um, in OVW. Um, if you watch some of the old tapes, I mean, he was doing moves that for a big guy you would never even imagine doing. Yeah. Uh, he was doing hmm. shooting star presses um, in OVW. <laughs> Um, which also led up to the most the infamous one at WrestleMania t- yep. <laughs> uh, uh, 19 against uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, he yeah he just was showing something that I mean for that class alone with him, uh, Randy, uh, John, who was then known as the prototype, uh, Shelton and Batista, like they all showed promise that they were all just like yeah you guys are coming up now uh we're just gonna call you all up right now <laughs> pretty yeah. much you know and i'm looking at it so have you guys ever watched that paul Heyman inside the ropes interview oh kitty oh. kitty running uh do you guys ever see the uh, inside the ropes interview with uh paul Heyman about how so he was came up to dark matches i think he did some matches against uh lance storm spike dudley and there was a couple others 
uh, before he made his actual debut. And they're sitting there in the ring. They wanted to make Brock Lesnar a Russian. Um, who's, you mean like in Rocky? <laughs> Yo, seriously, like if it's one of the best. If you haven't, if you guys haven't seen it, go back, wow. spend the eight minutes, and watch this interview because he because hmm. so Paul Heyman actually breaks down a little bit on how he got paired up with the Beast before he made his uh, debut, tacking Maven, uh, Spike Dudley, and then um, there was one more talent. Let me see my notes here. I know it was Maven for sure. Spike, oh, it's Maven's. Spike Dudley and Al Snow was the three that he attacked that night. And so Hmm. building up to his debut and teaming up with Paul Heyman, they wanted to make Brock Lesnar a Russian. Now, these guys were the old school producer. Like, they were like older than Vince McMahon. They're like, we want to make you a Russian. We, We want you just to stand there. And we want people to stop bounce off of you and do... And... And Paul and Taz are like, hey, like, no, don't do this. This would ruin your career. You'll be gone in six months. What's I'm going to go Paul Heyman literally after that experience, just to, so he fixed Brock Lesnar, went and talked to Vince McMahon about it and gave him the idea of working with him. But, hmm. and this is a very dark side of this story a little bit with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman's uh, pairing. Did you guys know that Paul Heyman was supposed to be teamed up with Chris Benoit? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. No way. Yeah. He was supposed to pair up with Chris Benoit. Um, wow. But as soon after everything happened with Chris Benoit, um, they're like, hey, you're going to go work with Brock. Brock needs a mouthpiece because, not going to lie, Brock Lesnar does not have the best promo in the game. No. <laughs> so... Yeah. He does have a nice cowboy hat, though. He does. Yeah. You know what, the thing is, he got better on the mic, though. That's the thing is, like his. Oh like, yeah. After like his, after like he came back, like I was, I'm like watching his old stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad he didn't talk because Babyface Brock just does not work in the way it did when he first came to the main roster. Yeah, so he would basically attack Spike Dudley, and dude, and people are like, Brock Lesnar's just a dumb farm boy, but Spike Dudley mm-hmm. is probably the best person you can throw around. That's why I think small, yeah. shorter people like my size, like Spike Dudley and the Marco Stunts and the Hornswoggles, they have a very important spot in wrestling because it makes Brock Lesnar look even more dominant to where when he goes up against a John Cena or Undertaker. And we'll even talk about that. I'm saying those uh, earlier matches with Undertaker towards the end of the show. So we'll talk about those, I promise, there fans. Was, uh, there was one guy. Uh, I don't know if he wrestles still. I don't think he does, but he was a sensation, Zach Gowan. One mm. one one leg, and uh, yeah. he got Brock Lesnar tore him to pieces in front of his mom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, threw him, he threw him downstairs. He he just got beat the hell out of. Uh, but he had one leg, and he went through all that. Uh, I don't think he wrestles anymore, Zach Gowan, but he's a really uh, good sensation wrestler that – Brock Lesnar shred the pieces. Mm. Talking about big guy, smaller guys, Cornus Brock. Yeah. Before we start talking about um, Brock's like crazy, like first couple of years, um, mm. Ethan brings up Lesnar versus Batista. OVW was great. Um, mm. For those of you guys who have seen this, um, I can't remember. Is it? It's been a while since I watched the match, but was it when Batista was Leviathan mm-hmm. or a Swamp Monster? <laughs> yeah, he was Le- <laughs> Leviathan then. And then when he was called up to the 
main roster, he was known as Deacon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Deacon. He would go with, around. He was paired up with, yeah, Devon, and he was carrying, like, the chain around his neck with the briefcase. I'm like, oh, well, what is this? Like, well, wouldn't what? Take, like, Testify, offering? Devon. Like, wouldn't they, take, wouldn't they take it, like, wouldn't they have, like, a thing go around? They were taking offerings. Like, some yeah. people were actually putting money in there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to live yeah. the gimmick, you know? Hey, sometimes, hey, living expenses aren't cheap. So, if I can get an extra $50 for a tank of gas and a six-pack, I'm good to go. Um, and then Dave Davis brought up a good point about the what a turn events with the um, I'm guessing with the um, the Chris Benoit story, but yeah, that that's crazy. Like, I, it's still one of those things that baffles me that I had no idea was until I watched the interview with Paul Heyman that they buried that so far. And I, I'm surprised he got the permission to tell that story just because everything mm. with pretty much Chris Benoit has been blacklisted from almost every wrestling media except for either dark side of the ring or podcast that are yeah. affiliated with, with wrestling in general. Well, mm. we're affiliated. Yeah. So looking at Brock Lesnar and I feel like he had probably the best, I think up and coming run it probably because of his size, you know, if I was jacked and built like that, I probably would become <laughs> the youngest world champion too. But at age 25, Brock Lesnar became the youngest world champion Defeating The Rock. Now, mm. build up to this, he literally won King of the Ring yep. within his first year and then wow. won a world championship. That is just mind blowing. Like, I can't think of another wrestler that's had that same experience. There's not many in WWE. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, he, he fit pretty much all of what Vince McMahon wanted. He was big. Yeah, strong. He was, he was strong. everything. He was a newer Beefy. version of Hulk Hogan that he knew with Paul Heyman as the mouthpiece because he knew Paul Heyman was a genius. You know, was was not only a genius on the mic but a backstage genius, a great producer. Um, he understood it with with him as the mouthpiece. They knew Brock was in for big things. Um, mm. So I, I mean, just they gave him the ball and they're like, Let's just roll with it, and he did. I just think it's funny that Vince McMahon even said, ah, the next big thing, that shit, that won't work. And then it literally was his whole character all the way up until he left to go play football. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of looking at it too, think about all the people he's faced, right? So in that time frame, so he faced, of course, you know, The Rock. Um, he beat Bubba Dudley in the first round of the tournament. Um I can't remember. Did he beat Rob Van Dam during the invasion storyline, or as well? I think so. I think yeah, a little so. bit after the he came in like, a, like right after that. Yeah, that uh, invasion was like the storyline was completed. He came in because he like he came in like the very last of Raw's War uh, arena. Like he was like the last week of the Raw's War uh, arena, and then the very next week it was uh, the new set of the Ruthless Aggression era. Worthless. Hmm. Yes. You know, I'm just looking at um, do you guys have any before I start talking about um Eddie Guerrero and the Kurt Angle matches? Um, do you guys have any other matches that stand out to you guys um besides from Undertaker in that, that earlier time frame? About uh, Brock Lesnar? Yeah, about Brock. Uh him and uh the Hardys had a pretty good, pretty True. good stuff. Uh, I mean even yeah. 
just some one-on-ones and some handicaps. Uh, Rock Rose are one of them all, but it was really like those were some of the things I enjoyed back in those days, in that time frame. Yeah, I know yeah, for me, I remember. A, uh... <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I went to a uh, a WWE house show like back in January of uh, 2002. And I remember he, I remember him coming out and it was just seeing him in person. Like you said, it was just like, like, who, who is this? Like, he was just so big and I'll never forget that feeling when I first saw him. So, yeah. I have not yeah. seen Brock Lesnar in person yet. I've mm. wanted to so bad, but I've never had a chance to see him in person. I haven't either. Insane. Uh, I've never seen him. I, I, I was in the same town at some time when he came around here but uh, I, I never went to a show where he was at really and, and even if i like I w- i'd like to be like front row to see that like because sitting on the you know brock is uh definitely a uh he's no andre giant but <laughs> but he's in this modern era he's he's that probably mm. No, if you look at it too, like there's nobody like you can't really. It's hard to compare Brock Lesnar to Andre the Giant, just because mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is just a crazy fighter. Don't wrong, Andre was a monster, but Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. is like freaking Kratos level of gods. <laughs> just you know, just thinking about it. Andre was crazy. <laughs> he would do the same things like Brock Lesnar do. Uh, I remember Brock Lesnar would shoot in the ring sometimes. You know, Braun Strowman hit him with that knee and then he knocked the hell out. <laughs> like, have you guys seen that where where Braun Strowman need Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar came out with a punch of his own? That's what, yeah. that's what Andre would do. Someone uh, yeah. accidentally dumped him in the eyes and Andre They called it a receipt, him. correct, in pro wrestling? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, receipt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, receipt. <laughs> um, Adam, what were you going to say? Um, oh, no, I was going to say his feud uh, early on with uh, uh, Hulk Hogan uh, was some of my favorite stuff. Oh, uh, I forgot about the Hulkster. Yeah. You want to go yes. to yeah, about Yeah, he, because, yeah, no, uh, basically what, I mean, with that feud, I mean, it was a really quick one, too. Like, it really flew by um, because what it was was, I think McMahon handpicked Brock to be the person to like beat up Hulk Hogan. Um, just cause that was the whole start of the McMahon Hogan kind of, uh, hating each other and getting some heat with each other. Yeah. Um, so Brock was like the first person that they used there. Um, because after the Brock, ironically, the next person to have an issue with, um, Hulk Hogan was the undertaker. Um, Undertaker and Hogan had a little bit of a feud too over the Undisputed Championship. Um, and uh, uh, so, but which was ironic that those two guys that we're talking about now had a feud with Hulk Hogan, so both guys got to work with Hulk Hogan in their career. Um, but yeah, no, it was a quick one because it was right up until up, uh, right before uh, Lesnar would go on to beat the Rock at SummerSlam. Man, like Brock has had like had an incredible what three four years in the WWE. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. so crazy like how short, <laughs> but he was so memorable looking at it. And then that kind of brings like I said, we'll talk about the Undertaker. We'll talk about like the Undertaker feuds at the very end, just because that kind of ties into breaking the streak. Um, so, yeah. um, so hold tight with us, Josh. Uh, of course, we'll bring up Judgment Day very soon. So. 
let's talk about the infamous Pipe shooting star. <laughs> the infamous shooting star where we almost had another wrestler with a broken yeah. freaking neck. <laughs> yeah, that was... What about turn of events if that would have happened? He would have won the... Like, what are the turn of events that would have been? That is still Kurt Angle's whole catch for his whole thing. Brock Lesnar could have done. So what? I got a broken freaking neck too, and I made you tap out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and looking at it, so that was probably one of the best wrestling matches that Brock actually had. Like, like technical wise, I think Kurt Angle gave him like basically at least on that first match because I know they had a match in New Japan later down the road. Yeah. But man, like that match is just such a technical classic. And they both beat the living shit out of each other. Any like, uh, mm-hmm. any Kurt like Kurt Angle was very good about emotions, uh, especially as a heel or a face, mm-hmm. really. Uh like uh Angle and Jarek, you know, was uh Angle and uh Shawn Michaels. Uh he would literally cry in the ring when he couldn't get a pin. Like he, he showed so much emotion that not many wrestlers do. Uh Especially the as a, in the business. Especially as a heel, he mm. would uh, he would do some things that, that cheat to win. But uh, even when he would try to cheat to win, he still won't get the pin. And then he's just desperate, and it's just really like like he's really the only wrestler that uh, shows so much emotion into like there's others, but Kurt Angle really comes to mind about yeah. emotion in the ring. And then uh, going on to this match, Angle and Lesnar, he. Uh, he pulled out all the stops on Lesnar to get him. It's not your typical Brock Lesnar match. Uh, he's actually wrestling in a <laughs> yeah. in like a technical match, which you don't see normally. Mm. So, Kurt Angle literally went on his podcast and literally explained after he almost broke his neck, having to take the the Kurt Angle. He's I know he was only a few years at the time, but. To have that, no, you know, basically to have that ring awareness and to know, hey, something is not right, and for him to still able to give Brock Lesnar to F five him and safely finish the match, a lot of props needs to go to Kurt Angle for that too. On a, on a performing standpoint, I know that we kind of killed Fabe, you know, killed Kayfabe a couple weeks ago on the show, but <laughs> but just to t- but looking at what Kurt Angle did, like you have to respect the man for that. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Does anyone know what Brock Lesnar did after that match? About the whole Vince Man stuff? No. About after the no. Kurt Angle match? Yeah. yeah. But, but, I kind of vaguely yeah. remembered that he was like out of it. Uh, Vince Man said, I don't want to see you ever do that again. And then, yeah. And then, like, <laughs> and then like somehow, some way, someone tried to get like, like somehow they got a video footage of, like they tried to put a break desk, break, a break, uh, a neck brace on it. Like, what do they call it? I'm losing. A uh, neck brace, C collar. And then, like, I tried to put mm. them on, and he said, "What the hell are you doing?" And then he, he took it off and then threw it across the room, and like people, like doctors, <laughs> trying to help him, and he was about to beat up some <laughs> doctors trying to put stuff on him, and well, luckily he didn't have a broken freaking neck. Mm. Um, also, like yeah. shortly after, I know he had a, a, a hot potato feud with the championship with Big Show shortly after. Where you would have the infamous breaking of the ring after Brock Lesnar suplexes the Big Show. Yeah, that's always going to be a well, at least for SmackDown, that's going to be a 
uh, like they they tried to recreate it with Braun Strowman and uh, Big Show, didn't they? Mm -hmm. I tried, yeah. You can't recreate that. You're just not going to do that. Um, didn't Big Show mm -hmm. and Mark Henry also break the ring too? I believe they did. Yes. You can try oh, to recreate yeah. it as long as like the only thing you can recreate is when uh, you know Broncos are lived literally lifted the whole ring up with on um, SummerSlam. <laughs> like that's the only way you can. But yeah, Brock and uh, Big Show. They uh, that's when I Paul Heyman turned on Brock, right? Yep, around that time, mm. right, Um, that was something that I couldn't find a whole lot of information about, and I do apologize, um, listeners. So maybe Zach, Adam, and Connor could probably get more detail. So, why don't you guys explain to me the story behind Paul Heyman um, turning on Brock Lesnar? I think, I think what it was was uh, because Brock was going as. I, I mean, he was seen as this wrecking for it, uh, force, um, and mm. Heyman felt it need be that there needed to be a heel, and I, I believe Heyman made the decision backstage saying, you know, this is going to get Brock over even more and mm. get him to a level that no one's ever imagined. Um, and plus it was, it was just crazy because no one would have thought someone like Paul Heyman, who essentially brought Lesnar into the main roster scene and pretty much was his mouthpiece and talking about this, this, this force that is Brock Lesnar. Um, he said, I can't remember which interview it was, but he's like, you know, it was, it was a group decision between him, McMahon, and Brock to to have Paul turn on him um, at Survivor Series. Um, I, I think it was a cool idea. I mean, plus it gave him a chance to regain the title and get you know more you know title reigns um, for the short time that he was there for his first run uh, in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you think it backfired a little bit, or do you think it? Did what it needed to do. Because hmm. I was I always wonder that because I feel like it's not talked about a whole lot, or at least in my uh, wrestling. Brock Lesnar and uh, Heyman splitting. Yeah. In a way, because Brock is not good on the mic, as we've mm -hmm. before. Uh, He's had some good moments in the mic with certain people like uh, Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, and uh, yeah. John Cena, and a few others. Mm -hmm. But generally, he's not a good. Uh, he's even said it himself. He's just, he's even said it himself. He's not really good at talking uh, on the mic. He just doesn't prefer to do it. He just comes in, wrecks people, leave. Stone Smiles catch catchphrase, but uh, basically what he did uh, in a way, I would say, because after that he uh, he was on a. They, they kind of turned him face, but after that, he was still heel against. Uh, I don't know, like, was that before or after they had the brand split? Was that before? It was after the brand split, right? Like, the first. Uh, I see. It was after the brand split. I can't I feel remember. Like it oh, because yeah, they, I can't remember. So it was like two. Yeah, it was like 2002 because when Lesnar won the championship the first time. McMahon had stated that he would only defend that on SmackDown, and that's when the Raw, um, when Bischoff said, "All right, then we're going to reintroduce the World Heavyweight Title yeah. for Raw." Hmm. Because 
Yeah, Lesnar and Big Show was on SmackDown because uh, that's when uh, not many people remember this, and it sucks. WWE not using more, but Matt Morgan was uh, was a part of that group. Uh, it was Big Show, Heyman, uh, Matt Morgan, and uh, was someone else. What was it? Luther Reigns, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle's with them too. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle, yeah. And like Matt Morgan is one of my favorite big guys ever, but he just TNA was where he got his recognition. But yeah, uh, Matt Morgan and Brock Lesnar would have been good. Anyone knows how mm-hmm. big Matt Morgan is? Yeah, I've seen him in person, and golly, that dude is huge. It's like just I, I, massive, I, seven foot tall. Can't teach that kind of huge. Probably taller than <laughs> probably taller than that. Damn. that wow. So now let's start talking about like the end of his first run. That brings us to 2004 and his mm. match against one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, Viva Ras, your puppy. <laughs> he went one-on-one with Eddie Guerrero. And this mm. one on paper was probably one of the, another one is like better, like actual clinical matches and then of course eddie of course doing his trickery of course got to slide the belt in you know do all those tricks and then do you know who came out at the end of the match to set up a wrestlemania feud Hmm. yep that was uh, a person we all want to see in AEW, goldberg right goldberg Goldberg. we've got a comment yeah someone mentioned that uh I don't know how to pronounce. Seems Oto. Uh, I think that's how we're going to pronounce it. Um, was it his last match against Goldberg? Yep. That is correct. Yep. See, look at that. We, we, have, we have good trivia on the show. Yes, so his last match at WrestleMania was with Goldberg. And if I remember correctly, Goldberg won with a spear. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, he won. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, that's right. That's when like the whole crowd was turning against them, right? Yeah, they booed the hell. That was the out. first time they did that. <laughs> what Stone Cold, the special <laughs> guest referee for that? And he was a yeah. special oh, guest referee. Yeah. Was it referee or enforcer? No, he yeah. was the referee. Like I remember that's everyone cheering right. for Stone Cold and then booing the hell out of the people wrestling because they were. Well, both that's leaving. because yeah, they were both leaving. So yeah. Brock was leaving. Oh leaving yeah, for football, and yeah. I don't know where Bill was going. I think he was also just leaving for football too wasn't he they were both trying yeah. for um i think for the nfl so cool. and yeah. i i thought it was cool because goldberg had just come off a feud with the rock yeah. um when him and lesnar set up this first feud that they had back in 2004 um and that's when the rock left to go to hollywood um so this was like a mm-hmm. perfect setup it almost came like full circle like where Brock beat The Rock for his first title, and now Goldberg had just beat The Rock. So it's like the storytelling. It's like both these guys have beat the former champion. These are the two guys we're going to focus a story on. I remember uh, Brock and Rock, uh, SummerSlam. Uh, they booed The Rock out of the building because he wasn't. He didn't leave after that, but he was uh, not going to be full time after that. He 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 did appearances after that, but they booed. It's full circle how. He got booed at WrestleMania. I'd, I'd rather get booed at SummerSlam WrestleMania. I'm not gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, uh, if, if you learn anything, uh, wrestlers do not go to Hollywood because 
Fans will not let you live that down. Or if you're like John Cena, you become a hypocrite. Everyone that comes it comes full circle. Like, like Roman Reigns said, uh, he showed the clip of uh, like uh, during our feud, he showed the clip of John Cena talking trash to The Rock, and now Roman Reigns, whoever does it, like they can show the same clip of Gold of Roman talking about John Cena, but now they can show Roman. Well, he, Roman's only had one like movie. It's not like he's been like John Cena and like. Well, like he's uh, yeah. he's still kind of. Is he part time? I don't. Cena. I, I like, uh, Roman. No, Roman's. Well, I would say <laughs> as a personal wrestling fan and not liking the whole like, you know, not being on TV as much as the champion should be, being the next mm. Brock Lesnar, I would say he's a part timer. So yeah. whoever it is, it, it, it could be Cody to bring to bring the to bring the clip up where he was talking trash to John Cena. Then when Cody goes part, mm. this is gonna be a full circle thing. Everybody just goes part time eventually. <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. Just uh, I, I think I was maybe Randy Orton. Randy Orton and Dolph Ziggler might be the only two, as of recent memories, that have not gone part time. You don't see Dolph mm. Ziggler on TV and Randy Orton. God bless him. Hopefully he comes back soon. But that okay. neck injury mm. probably not gonna come back. I think reports are saying that he's done for. Hopefully he at least has that. Hopefully he has one more, like a proper send off. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. he's in a few movies, but he, he uh, not really heavily like you know Cena or Rock. Yeah. Or, but he was also actively wrestling at the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been. Hmm. As you said, those are the only two guys, Orton and Ziggler. They they're day in day out. Maybe even add the Miz hmm. in there too. If we're gonna talk that, because Miz is another one that's. Hmm. Since mid two thousands, where he's stayed consistent, it was just funny because he's like the most Hollywood musty Miz TV guy, <laughs> but yet he has not had a blockbuster movie besides what the Marine Five or Four. Everyone died. Yeah, everyone <laughs> died. Just saying, like I love you, Miz, but uh, you might want to look at like how you're uh, you're acting. But I think it's the best character for him. So as you guys know, we were talking about it. Brock would leave due to frustrations, wanting a lighter schedule. So yeah. he goes and gets on the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> he lasts until preseason, and then during preseason, <laughs> they fire him. I believe uh, you're, fired. you're fired. Who did Goldberg play for? Didn't he play football too? Atlanta, I think. Yeah, Atlanta. Was it I think it was Atlanta, yeah. I want to yeah. say it was the Falcons. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. It was the Falcons. But looking Which at then it. Ironically, then he had that big uh, heavyweight championship battle um, fight with Hogan in the in the uh, Georgia Dome. So, again, full circle. Weird, isn't it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then looking at two, and then he goes right in 2005. I was surprised on this one. And I know I've seen one match of his in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but he would go to New Japan Pro Wrestling and win the championship on his first night in the Tokyo Dome. Hmm. Did you know, know that? that? I had to say, yeah. but like back then, uh, anyone like uh, even Hogan, they they would come in and dominate. Really, yeah. uh, hmm. but Hulk Hogan actually wrestled in New Japan. If anyone's seen his New Japan stuff, he's a oh, his New Japan stuff. He's a completely, completely different better. wrestler than. The, like there's two different people. 
two different wrestling styles, but uh, now nowadays New Japan's uh, a little bit more. Uh, I feel like they're the ones that are pushing out stars, and I feel like they're getting still like not stolen, but they're getting a bigger mm-hmm. shot to come to the states for AEW and WWE. Yeah. I don't think. Which, they'll, oh yeah. I don't think they'll. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they'll ever. Well, never say never, but I don't think they'll ever have guys like uh, all at once, like AJ Styles, Kenny Omega. Uh, but they, but a lot of the workhorse they still have: Will Ospreay, Zack Saber Jr., Okada. The mm. Gorillas of Destiny. I'm surprised God hasn't signed with the, with WWE, yeah. especially with Hunter. Well, now nah, I don't know, but with Hunter being in charge, when because <laughs> I thought I know Tomatonga has talked about going over there. Especially now that he has no ties with Bullet Club anymore, I'm just yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't. But but maybe he just is like Lance Archer. He just loves that new you know, he loves remember, that Japan lifestyle. I remember mm. uh, WWE was supposed to sign Jay White, but uh, they went on a they stopped signing like they went on a like they froze signing every anyone like they were going to sign. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? He was on AEW a little bit. Uh, he, he's bad. Uh, he's Haku's son. Uh, Mm. Was it Fatu? Oh. Uh, what is his name? He was on yeah. AEW. Oh, shoot. He beat. Uh, he won some title on AEW. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tonga. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking of too. He was oh, more nice. once. He he was going to sign there. Uh, El, El Fantasmo, Jay White, a bunch of them were were, were going to sign with WWE, but they. They just stop. They just put like a freeze on signing anyone. Really? What was his name? His Haku's son. What is Haku's? I can't. I can't remember. I know. Yeah, I can't. Always been. Always been AEW. He went against Moxley or Archer. Maybe even both of them. Yeah. Well, Zach, look it up real quick. But yeah, a bunch of them were gonna sign with. Uh, which I'm kind of glad that collision's now a thing because uh, I bet they told him like they could probably give him a full on offer yeah. of like. Are you hey, talking about uh, Tanga Loa? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, they ever come, was the former Camacho in WWE? Haku son. Was it Tama yeah, Tanga? He, well, because he's got four kids, and then Tama Tanga, right, was the. Was it is in was in founding member of the Bullet Club, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he made yeah, appearances in Impact. I say his name again. Um, it's not, not Tama Tama Tonga. No, it wasn't Tama because Tama has mm-hmm. said he like I think he hates AEW because of the Bucks. I can't. I think Wait, about, I how about uh, ha- Haiku Leo? Oh, I think it was ha- was it Haiku? It. Hikuleo, Hikuleo, Hikuleo. That's it. Yeah. Hikuleo. That's his. Yeah. He was going to sign with. It, it was a bunch of them that was going to be signing, but uh, luckily for, I bet they gave like Jay White a full like, hey, we got this new show Collision. If, if you want to, you can be primarily focused on there because Juice is already there. He knows Juice. Yeah. Uh, which maybe it's a good thing that uh they did. I don't know how they would how they would have done all that with uh, Hikaleu and Jay White and all that. I don't know how that would have went down. I think there's something. I still think they brought him in for a reason. I think we got to flush out the uh, the bear storylines at the elite first. 
Well, no, like I'm just saying, like I don't know how WWE would have used Jay White. I don't oh, know. How, I, I don't know how. That I thought they would. Have, Sorry. I thought they would have changed his name and everything about him. That that, that made him him. You know. Oh, yeah. Would, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call you Jay. I think Hikaleo would do that. I got it. I got it. We're gonna call you Mr. White. You're gonna call you Mr. White. <laughs> and you're gonna come out and you're gonna be yeah. called the switch. And, like, and you're gonna be you're gonna be like Christian. You're gonna do that kill switch. I thought they would literally change his name, they just switch blade. Oh no, no, no more Jay White. They would have made him they would have made him come out looking like freaking uh um like Jack the Ripper every time. Or right? he's, or, or, oh. or like a greaser from like the nineteen fifties. <laughs> Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Jay Smith. They would have changed his last name and everything. It would have given him, would have given him like kind of a gimmick like the oh. Vault Villains had in NXT. Oh yeah. goodness! Oh God, yeah. that's horrible, dude. I thought, yeah. man, that's a memory I forgot about. Did you know I that uh, one of the members, one of the members of that, is now married into the Guerrero family? Yes, was it? Hey. It's it's Aiden not Aiden. English. No, it's not Aiden. It's um. It's Aiden English. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden English, English is, is? married. Yeah, Aiden huh. English is married to uh, Eddie's daughter. What? No way. Oh yeah. wow. I I I remember uh for like her birthday he would he can sing pretty good. Uh, him and uh, him and uh, Mira was together. He would sing a little bit. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's married to he's married to Sal Guerrero. Oh wow! Yeah, so, huh, yeah. cool. Nice. The more so you know. technically Eddie Guerrero is his stepfather. <laughs> Talk about some big shoes. He's his poppy. He's poppy. <laughs> and a side note: Do you guys know so uh, one of the opponents that Brock defended the IWGP title against when he was over there? Ooh, ooh, was it Shinsuke? No. Yeah, there's Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. No way. Yeah, he defended it in 2006. He defended it against uh, Shinsuke. How sad. And then he he wrestled against Akabono over there. Uh, And then, obviously, Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah. So, he wrestled a lot of big names over in New Japan. And it's sad because, looking at it, Shinsuke has gone on record saying that was the worst match he's ever had. Or one of the oh, wow. also the well Brock he was saying that Brock Lesnar was one of the hardest people to wrestle. Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, just because he's I, stiff or just wasn't Brock just doesn't have um Brock just doesn't have that style. He doesn't mm. like he has he's a hard hitter but he doesn't have like a Nakamura strong style or styles. Mm. I think he had. I think that's one of his. I think luring points because when you look at it, look at his matches with Brian Danielson and you know AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Those are some of the best you know David and Goliath strong style theme matches we've had. New Japan style kind of match. So it it's weird how long it took him to get used to that style. I bet if we had that Brock go up against Shinsuke, I think we would have had a five star match on our hands. I mean, and that's why, and that's why Brock. You know, I know I'm jumping the ship, but when Brock came back to WWE for a second time, he wrestled all the little guys because he loved wrestling the small, skinny guys because he could work with them. Yeah, mm. you know, and they could put on good matches. That's so he preferred City. that. Suplex City became big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suplex City. Oh, Dallas! Oh, God! 
Yeah, <laughs> Will Dallas was sure not believing after that night. No. Yeah, I remember that. Like that was like the ultimate suplex C yeah. or, oh. or or a battleground uh was uh, Lesman Rollins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's one of your vocal points of this thing, but something interesting happened after that match. Or during the match. The match didn't end, I don't think. No, that that one's not on the list, unfortunately. So Well that's uh well <laughs> it technically happens after I, I don't know if I say it, I'll ruin the whole thing, probably. We can, we can say it towards the end. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's after WrestleMania 30. So. Yeah, that one we might have to wait. We might have yeah. to do a different episode on that one, because this one's basically up to... Leading up to it. Yeah. We, but we can also maybe mm-hmm. probably just add it in. Like, we can probably talk about that, the part three. Yeah, we can do that towards like, how they've gone off their directions after that, so... Well, Brock would also get frustrated with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And he would also be stripped of the title, but then also keep Mm. it and then lose it to Kurt Angle. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yep, Kurt Angle has held the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. At the same time, he was TNA World Heavyweight Champion. I forgot oh, about no that. Way. Really? He was. Yeah, he was TNA World Champion during that feud because it was a champion versus champion match. Because that's the time when he won oh. all the belts. Like, he won the X Division. He won uh, Tag. He won. He had, like, a whole bunch of belts. Yeah. Hmm. Like, he was the other belt collector. Like, he had a lot of titles. He, <laughs> he, was, the original, he was the original Matt Cardona. <laughs> and, uh, we'll I, wish done, I wish they would have done that with FTR, like, well, like they had a three, but just to aid mm. everything they needed. That, yeah. that was that was just what they needed. But uh, I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see that again. Maybe not anytime. Maybe not in the next year or so. But I think we'll see FTR do that again. I could That'd be cool. Yeah. ROH titles, baby. AEW yeah. titles, baby. New Japan titles, baby. Let's do it. So during his frustrations and almost exit, Brock Lesnar would find a love for hurting people even more. And he would start his mixed martial arts career. And I didn't know this, but you know, his, you know, his first fight was not for the UFC. No. It went, uh, his first match was a win and was against Minso Kim at K1 Dynamite USA in 2007. Hmm. Yeah, I was like, huh, I don't know that. So no. I I'm not the best when it comes to watching UFC. So I do apologize. So if you guys have any comments about uh you know his UFC fights, because I've seen a couple clips and the guy destroyed people. Yeah, the it was the Stone Cold podcast. Well, on the WWE network when that was a thing. Uh for only nine ninety nine. I remember them talking about this one kid that he beat the hell out of, but he, 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 like, not many people do what that kid did, but he charged at Brock Lesnar. Then Brock Lesnar beat the hell Like, I definitely recommend watching his highlights and stuff because yeah. me, me saying it is just not enough. It's just not, I'm not giving it justice. Do you guys know who his first UFC opponent was? That mm. was former heavyweight champion Frank Muir. Yep. Ding, ding, oh. ding. I don't get the pony. 
<laughs> I was really into MMA for a little bit. Yeah. I don't um, know why. What was your thoughts on this fight? Do you know? Do you, was it like a was it? Was, what, didn't he get knocked out in the first round? No. So what it was what was um, because of the the size of his hands, he had to wear four XL size gloves. For the Ooh, no. <laughs> so Dang, he, he became, big boy. He became, yeah, he only became the second man in Nevada sports, uh, Nevada's combat sports history to wear such gloves. Um, and but he, you know, had a couple of takedowns. Um, and I think he submitted, uh, Frank Mir. I think Frank, he got him in some kind of submission and, uh, no, Frank Mir submitted Brock yeah, Lesnar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I had to rethink cause it's been a while since I saw that. Yeah, fight. it was, oh, it was but, the yeah, first no, round. Yeah. But he submitted, mm. he submitted Brock. Um, I think with like a leg kind of submission. Yeah. But, I'm looking at the um, results. Was, yeah. No, it was a yeah. really good fight. Um, it was a really good fight it was quick uh because it only lasted one round hmm. crazy you know at least uh at least um brock lesnar turned around i'm like unfortunately the best in the world he is i, I feel he did not have the best ufc career no, no. sorry no. cm punk we love you no. buddy i can't uh even though i'm a cm punk friend i can't defend that <laughs> no of course uh, i i, I <laughs> love the he used cult of personality and he Mm-hmm. He kept everything, and a lot of wrestlers went to that his first fight. Paul Heyman was there. Eric Rowan was yeah, talked to him. Uh, but UFC is a lot different than wrestling. That some people find out, uh, but some it some others in WWE that transition to UFC it works out. Uh, Lesnar we're talking about. Look uh, at uh, Bobby Lashley. You know? Bobby Lashley. He didn't go to UFC. Went to Belter, mm-hmm. and he he dominated pretty good there. Thanks to Samoa Joe even did some uh, MMA. Joe Joe did mixed martial arts before um, he became a professional wrestler. And then AEW's mm. own Nick Hager. Uh, his mm-hmm. did anyone see his draw fight? Uh-uh. No. Okay, well, that was he he low blowed the guy three times. Oh, <laughs> but he said it was like he like he, uh, Jake Hager Jake Hager was undefeated, but he. Uh, he uses me and hit the guy down low once. And then he keeps on saying it's an accident, but you don't do it three times and then say it's an accident. You don't do that. <laughs> Have it the second time. That's not an accident. Yeah, third time, no. You're just being absolute D-bag at that like, point. Like the guy he faced mm-hmm. never, never fought it again after that. Like Jake Taylor ended that dude's career by three low blows. Well, yeah. not like a low blow, but his knee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thanks, well, thanks, Oliver. It's good to see you on. Um yeah, no, and that's what I was looking at his records right now. I haven't pulled up my phone because I've only watched clips from his matches or his fights, I should say. Sorry, they're not matches, they're fights. Um, yeah, so after he would lose to Frank, uh, he would come back and he would beat Heath Herring. And then he would win his first world championship. Do you know what big fighter he wanted to, who he wanted from? John Jones. No, that was uh, Randy Couture. Randy Couture. Okay. Yep. Nice. He won it at yep, UFC 91. And then he would go on and got some revenge and beat Frank Mir at UFC 100. Mm-hmm. He would also then go on and he would um, would beat Shane Car- Carwin. Carwin? Carwin? Is that how you pronounce it? 
Carwin, yeah. Yeah, Shane Carwin. And then you would have his last uh, two being a loss and no contest. His biggest defeat yet, and WWE tried to redo it at Saudi Arabia of all places. Brock Lesnar (laughs) would lose via KO to Kane Velasquez. Now, mm. <laughs> I have not seen the full fight, but I did watch the clips from this one. Adam's face just says it all. <laughs> no, oh, my God. Brock Lesnar. Like, you don't see man get manhandled like Brock Lesnar did in his size, but Brock got manhandled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, ugly. Yeah. yeah, no, Kane Velasquez just destroyed him. Uh, but Kane's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, people underestimate the size people of Velasquez. Yeah. Um, because Velezquez was such a much better striker than Lesnar. Um, Lesnar was just big and just trying to use his brute body force just to throw strikes, but it was Kane that had the reach and, and basically had the ability to out strike Brock Lesnar in that fight. Um, Lesnar used a little bit of his wrestling background, but man, um, but but Kane just came out and he just knocked Lesnar out uh, and won by uh, TKO. Crazy to think like that. That's got to be one of the biggest UFC matches of all time. Looking at it, that's got to be. So yeah. After that, you know, he would come back um, almost a little over a year later and would lose to Eliester Ovier. Is that you pronounce his name? I've never um, to apologize sure. to get with the names. I'll just say yes. So he would, <laughs> yeah. So he would lose that match. Um, let's see, he lost it to ooh KO again. Yeah. Ouch, that's got Alias uh, uh, Al- Alistair Overeem. Overeem is how you say his name. Okay. Yeah, Alistair Overeem. Mm. Yep. And then his last. UFC fight. I believe he won, but they overturned it due to <laughs> taking some enhancements. Some That's right. Yeah. So Brock Lesnar would should have won the fight, but due to drug policy, he failed the drug test, and that was the last we saw Brock Lesnar in the UFC. You gotta admit though, he had probably one of the better wrestling of all the wrestlers that's done it, besides probably Ken Shamrock, I feel like he's had probably the second best when it comes to a mixed martial arts career. Yeah, well, Ken oh, Shamrock, man. yeah, Ken Shamrock actually started in uh, shoot, uh, like shoot fighting uh, over in Japan. Oh yeah, because he did was, the. Um, did he also do like the strongman competitions too? As well, he as did do the strongmans, but he also did uh, the shoot fighting over in Japan, which was, if nobody knows about shoot fighting, uh, it's basically a combination of pro wrestling and actual like kickboxing fighting. Um, So, and it was actually um, the idea of, and I think I've mentioned this uh, before. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but uh, Art Davey, who is the founder of UFC, um, when it first started in the 90s, 
uh, him and uh, Rorion Gracie, if anybody knows the Gracie family, they're mm. a, a long history of fighting uh, family. Uh, and their style of fighting has been told that it cannot be defeated by any style. So Art Davy had the idea to hold this eight-man tournament and bring in people from different styles. Um, so he had a sumo wrestler, he had a boxer, he had a kickboxer, he had Gracie in there, he had Ken Shamrock in there. And when they did UFC, they only had like two or three rules. Um, and the night before the pay-per-view, they had to go over this list of, of certain things. Um, and I remember it because I was watching it on Dark Side of the 90s uh, on Vice TV. Mm. And they interviewed Ken Shamrock and he was upset. He goes, dude, is this a real, is this a shoot or is this like planned? Like, I don't understand this. It wasn't until the sumo wrestler and the kickboxer at their match <laughs> that the kickboxer just jacked the sumo wrestler oh, and then kicked him in the mouth and the sumo wrestler's teeth just flew out. Oh my gosh. And that's when what? Ken Shamrock was backstage <laughs> watching it. And he looked at Art Davey and said, Okay, I'm in. <laughs> like, oh, and so him and badass. Ken, 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 and Gracie had a great, great rivalry during the early stages of UFC. Which, you know, soon as as soon as we get Ken on, I want to talk to him about that because it was. Uh, I remember too. that feud. Um, hmm. But yeah, no, Art Davy had the idea for it. So, like you said, like out of all the pro wrestlers that did it. Ken Shamrock was actually the first to do that, then come to WWF. Mm. But Brock actually was the most successful pro wrestler to transition into UFC. Mm. Um, kind of like I think how The Rock was the first pro wrestler to actually be successful in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm. And since so, being Thunderlips or the wrestler <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, rest in peace, Macho Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still got five more minutes. <laughs> oh man. All right. So before we start talking about the uh um his return to WB, let's go to the comment section. Uh Mike wants to tell Zach that he oh. loves Zach's setup. So thanks, Mike. We appreciate you. And that's very nice of you to say mm. for Zach. That's awesome. Thank you, Mike. Um P-Dog, unfortunately, we do not know when Ken Shamrock will be on. Uh, That's something between us and his manager, unfortunately, at the moment, so we don't know the details on that. Um, He hasn't been on in a while, so thanks for coming back, P-Dog. And P-Dog also says, nice to see you, Zach. Good to be here. So now it's going to be the fun part. Well, the, where I really, really started becoming a major mark and started hating, hating, hating a wrestler. I have not hated a wrestler so much until I met Brock Lesnar. Well, saw him on TV, I should say. So April 2nd, right after WrestleMania, right after Cena loses to The Rock in what was supposed to be the once-in-a-lifetime match. <laughs> Cena would try to call it The Rock, but The Rock didn't come out. Brock Lesnar would make his WWE return and take out the Boy Scout himself, John Cena. That was the night I got out of wrestling. Really? You didn't watch after yeah. that? Well, oh, wow. I uh, 
trying to remember back, but uh, I was a big John Cena fan at the time. Uh, that's hard for me to say, but back then, you know, the the women and children loved Cena, and then the men booed him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like John Cena, and they did they did away with the brand split, and they it was really di- different. Uh, I when, once Brock came in, I was done. But I don't, I don't know why, really. I got a rest sign. Uh, but I was I was about 10, 11. So I, I was grow, I was getting into other things, I guess. Yeah. Because I got into basketball and a lot of other things. But it's it's real crazy that I got back into wrestling while Brock Lesnar was going against Seth Rollins for the world title. So I got out of wrestling because of Brock, and I got back in. <laughs> That's funny. So nice. went full circle. Uh and it sucks because I missed a lot of CM Punk stuff. Because what year was this? Uh, this was 2000, I believe it was 12 or 13. See, I missed all the yeah. 2012. 2012. I missed a lot mm-hmm. of the CM Punk stuff. I missed a lot of, I, I missed, well, I missed this whole, this whole ending to this series. I didn't see WrestleMania 30 live. I didn't see, uh, oh. any, I didn't see any of this because I got out of wrestling. Uh, but, this one was this was also a very frustrating time but i did go back and watch mm-hmm. everything that i missed so i know uh everything that happened that time period now this would be the also cena's most bloodiest match to my knowledge mm. where there was chains steel steps suplexes strikes it almost looked like it was a real fight. Mm. But Brock Lesnar would not win his first match back. Does extreme rules. Right? Extreme rules. Yep. And Cena would hit him with the chain and then AA the beast on top of the steel mm. steps for the one, two, three. Now, I remember John Cena's promo at the end. And I'm not sure. I can't remember if he was hurt going into it, but he was sure hurt going out of it, where I think he had to have a shoulder mm-hmm. surgery, like just a minor shoulder surgery. But he had to step away from the ring for a little bit. So it was a good way to write him off. But, man, I have never seen John Cena get so beat down and hurt. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Cena fan. And I was a huge, huge Cena mark yeah. at the time. Yeah, and I was so furious. I did not want Brock Lesnar to win. So what does he do next? Guys, he goes and breaks Triple H's arm. Yeah, like uh, they were against each other at WrestleMania, didn't they? Uh, And if like that was going to be Triple H's career career ending. Uh, Not yet. That was there was one match before that. SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yep. He would face off at SummerSlam, and Brock would get the win. And then it was great because the next night he cut a promo and basically said, all right, I'm leaving again because I've done everything in this company. (laughs) You know, he's like, so I'm I'm good. Uh, Like, so I'm out of here. Crazy how Brock was. He's one of a kind, that's for sure. I'm not yeah, talking you, about RVD. Yeah, you want you won't ever see like Brock Lesnar. See, I was so happy for him to go, but I guess it's one of those things. I'm going to ask you guys about this before I continue on. Um, what did you guys 
think about Brock Lesnar and all his, like him being a part-time, basically between the streak, his championships, what did you, what was your guys' thoughts on that? Did you guys think like, he was an oddity and it was just a draw? Or as a fan, because I know I personally was disappointed in this, but were you guys disappointed in Brock and WWE for putting the belt on a part-time champion and not seeing the belt literally for like three years? <laughs> At least it felt like three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm old school. I I, I wanna see I wanna see the champ every week. You know, he's the main draw. Um I do understand why they did it the way they did, because it's like you wanna make his matches as big as he is and you want to continue though that momentum but yeah i'm not i'm not into the the part-time champ yeah i uh this isn't too long he he beat his universal title run he beat goldberg for that belt uh, oh yeah wrestlemania 33 that was like the last good wrestlemania for me uh, wrestlemania 32 was good because they had all these injuries mm-hmm. and then Somehow they put on the best WrestleMania. Crazy. WrestleMania works, 33. Yeah. Because I remember uh, Goldberg. I hated that. Goldberg squashed Brock Lesnar. Like they they built that up mm-hmm. so much. Like first time in some odd years, Brock and Goldberg one on one. Then the match is only 30 seconds long. Um, oh, I was and, so pissed. And then at WrestleMania, it went on a little longer. Uh, I was glad to see Brock Lesnar win the title because. Uh, that time I got back, I was really back in the wrestling at that point. But then they, uh, after that, they just fizzled out. You know, he had a feud against Samoa Joe. Uh, I did, I, I didn't really like anything they were doing in 2017. Everything sucked in my, in my opinion. <laughs> Everything sucked. Like I was about to get her wrestling again. Uh, <laughs> like 2015 was good. 2016 and 2017 was the drizzling. Six. Uh, I don't like part-time champions. Uh, no, I, I hate that's one thing that's yeah. so that's one thing like, when everybody's like, well, MGF doesn't wrestle a whole lot. I'm like, well, MGF's on TV more than Roman Reigns has been. Roman Reigns, you know, what almost thousand day run, and MJF's been on mm-hmm. TV more. I think MJF has almost had as many matches as as Roman Reigns has had in three years. So. Plus, he also has a little entertaining storylines. I get bloodline storyline. It's great, but mm-hmm. we're on way too damn long. MJF, was, uh, like Roman is even on TV just cutting a promo. At least MJF cuts a promo. or like Here lately, he's been wrestling a lot more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, whether it's backstage skits or romance <laughs> stuff. or uh, he, Dude, yeah. I love what he's doing right now. He uh, like Right now, it's probably the best time of his championship run right now. Um, mm-hmm. But I know a lot of fans are going to get mad. But uh, I, I think MJF's better champion than Roman Reigns. But uh, <laughs> but if I, if I was to that on Twitter, I'd get... Well, get I think the hard part is people love the... Like, I think the last you know six months, the Bloodline story really has kicked off. Ever since the Sami Zayn turn at the Royal Rumble... That's really where it started kicking off and getting better. The Usi stuff with Sammy really made it fun, 
But then once you kind of got into the gritty ditty and everything started falling apart, that's when people are like, WWE does better storytelling than AEW. Well, WWE just has one major story going on. AEW has had, what, at least three or four different stories and then other little stories being interwoven into a bigger picture. So I digress. That's why we're a wrestling podcast, you know. Um, So we would go, we would have an, Pretty much, I don't think we would see pretty Brock until, uh, like Connor was saying, WrestleMania 29, where it was Triple H's career versus Brock Lesnar. So that was the only way Brock and Paul Heyman would accept the stipulation, if I remember correctly. And wasn't that yeah? Wasn't that Triple H's last WrestleMania with the long hair? I think it was his last with long hair. Yeah, he no, hmm. yeah he because he came. Thirty. Yeah, because thirty, he had he cut his head, because uh, that's when he started his feud with uh, Roman Reigns as the authority figure. Yeah, I miss on so Triple H, but he would put it in like mm-hmm. the the tie, the pony tie. Yeah, yeah. So, which was not a good look for Triple H. That was like <laughs> calling back to his Hunter Hearst Helmsley I like character that, in the nineties. You know, they, so Mister Mister Preppy and. So I actually enjoyed I, I actually thought that was a good feud with Triple H. Um they had a couple of good matches. Um obviously with Paul Heyman there too in the middle yeah. of it. Um you got Vince McMahon involved in the storyline, you got Stephanie McMahon in the, involved. Um so you kind of had pretty much the thing with Brock kind of believe it or not actually if you believe it led to the creation of the authority, uh, the feud with uh, Triple H and Brock Lesnar. So um, hmm. I, so I think, I mean, it was the start of Triple H basically putting his in-ring career on the line um, all the time now um, <laughs> right. from that moment on. So, so yeah, it kind of created the authority, that feud. You know, so that was probably that was a great match, and then we fast forward because I know CM Punk was working with Paul Heyman also at the time. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit to mm. SummerSlam, where CM Punk would face off against the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Hmm. And I, my heart. Yeah. The hard part is, see, I think at the time, I think AEW, I think WWE was losing losing their faith their fate or their their trust and their faith in CM Punk as a wrestler. Because I feel like this was kind of when things kind of got a little shifty for Punk even more than they were. Now I'm not the CM Punk expert like Connor is, but um do you recall his match with Brock Lesnar and the outcome and the effects of it? Me? Yeah. Mr. Uh, CM Punk expert. I haven't watched a match. Uh, well I've seen I've seen highlights of it. Uh, I haven't watched a full match because at that time I wasn't in the wrestling. Uh, but uh, I missed CM Punk's whole entire run, uh, which was I missed a pipe bomb. I missed I missed a lot. Uh, it's sad to me that you missed the pipe bomb. That was like my first yeah. memories of like. But wrestling. I don't know if I did miss it because I got out of wrestling and when Brock came back, and then Brock wasn't he wasn't around when Punk cut his pipe bomb. So I don't I could have. It was. That. I just don't remember. It's around the same time frame, but I think Pipe Bomb was before Brock. Great I know. Mm-hmm. I know if I did witness it, I didn't like it because I was a John Cena fan. So, 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> well, the thing is, what captivated me with with Punk, and that's why I didn't hate him for doing the things he did with John Cena, was just because his statement was, if like it just felt real and it felt like it felt mm. different from what I was seeing the couple weeks I've been watching wrestling at that. It point. was. I like looking back on it, it was really, really, really good. And a lot of those things that he said has come true today. Uh, well, Vince Man didn't, he hasn't deceased yet, but he was right that his idiotic, his stupid son in law and his idiotic daughter and ref is this stupid family would take over. And, uh, and he, he, uh, <laughs> even confront, he even, it even came true. Uh, that thing he did with, uh, it was a Comic Con, uh, him and Jade was in it. And he said that, uh, like Mr. Man retired. Uh, then he said, like, you're not going to tell me that Vince McMahon has nothing in WWE. Like, there's no way he's going to just sit back and then he came back. You knew that he was coming back. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, Vince McMahon will never uh, – he'll probably have something to do with WWE even when he dies. He'll, he'll still have some control <laughs> in a Probably. <laughs> no chance. He's just, 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 he's just sitting there like it's a spirit and gorilla. Like, I did not like that. <laughs> Where's the AI robot? They're more controllable. Here, put me in the robot. I'll show you how it's done, pal. But I think for CM Punk, after his world title run, he had like 400 and something day run uh, yeah. after The Rock. And then he had that wrestling. He said that his WrestleMania moment was Undertaker. Like, even, even it wasn't even the main event, mm. but that was the main event to him. After that, they kind of fizzled out on CM yeah. Punk. So, but well, he, well, he did do the Shield Styles. So. Yeah, well, it was the feud with Brock that was basically his last big feud, um, yeah. and then he literally had was supposed to have a storyline with uh, the Shield and like freaking um, corporate Kane and all this. And I mean, yeah. Kane is the one that threw Punk out of the ring for the Royal Rumble, and everybody booed. And it's just like right there, he's just like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm out of here." You know, that time, like like interviews and stuff, and he was. He was uh he was he was done. Like he like they like did like didn't he sue WWE and win in court because they made him wrestle uh while injured? Yeah, he sued them and the medical staff. Yeah, like he uh he actually won that. Uh he got fired on his wedding day. He probably didn't give a well that that's really I no no brought Lesser. I I know Vince Mann actually talked about that in the Stone Cold podcast on the WWE network that he regretted doing that. Uh, which it, it kind of wasn't a, I don't know if it was on purpose, uh, but uh, his response was it wasn't intentionally on, was it intention on that day? It was Like it wasn't intended to be how it that's was. That's what his lawyers told him to say. Well, that's Vince McMahon, but. Uh, it's Kennedy McMahon. But at that point, CM Punk was, he, he just lost uh Love for wrestling at that point, it seemed like. Uh, yeah. But, which what he said that when he came back to wrestling AEW, that uh, I can't remember the line he said. Uh, he stayed in the same like he stayed in the same place that got him sick in the first place. Basically, line. Yeah. So, looking at it now, like that probably was. Yeah, it probably was last big feud. Undertaker. Yeah, then it was Undertaker and Punk at WrestleMania 30, and then 
And yeah, that brings Brock. us to Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. So before mm-hmm. we start talking mm-hmm. about and leave the people with the cliffhanger, let me go back a little bit blue, 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 <laughs> to 2002. <laughs> and let's talk about their first match at Unforgiven 2002, where Taker <laughs> would lose due to Matt Hardy's interference. If yeah. I remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah. So, dang it, Matt. Really? God, God. He's had to ruin a good match. You know, so that was the first one. And then no, and then at No Mercy 2003, Vince would cost Undertaker the win in that one. So hmm. already 0-2. That's not good. And then Undertaker would have... Actually, did Undertaker ever beat Brock Lesnar? Or was it Hell in a Cell, like, way down the road? He beat um, him. Mm. Oh, my God. He didn't. Uh, did, did, didn't he beat him at SummerSlam? I think so. Yeah. 2015. Mm. It was right after, yeah, because he came back after the streak. Yeah, because he beat him at uh, Hell in a Cell. Another had another match at SummerSlam. I can't remember which one he won, but he he won one of those two. Yeah, because I, I know because I think up to that point, I think he I think Undertaker lost because he lost uh, No Mercy in two thousand two as well. Forgot to mention that one. Unforgiven, mm. No Mercy two thousand three, and then our episode for next week. So. I don't. I don't think he won any other matches against Brock until after the streak ended. Uh, he uh, on December this article written December first, twenty twenty two. As of the time of the writing, Undertaker has beaten Brock Lesnar just once. Really, in a singles match time. through his career. Uh, this the first match him. was between him and Brock Lesnar in Unforgiven two thousand two. So he basically went almost mm. a decade without it. Pretty much. Let's see wow. here. His, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So it was uh, first match was Undertaker and Lesnar in Unforgiven 2002. Uh, their first encounter was a double disqualification. Uh, Lesnar won the rematch at Hell in a Cell in 2000 at No Mercy in 2002. Uh, then they would meet at the WrestleMania for the streak. Uh, 2015 Undertaker finally beat Brock Lesnar. Wow, that's yeah. wild. So, fast forward back to 2014, The Undertaker would attack Brock Lesnar and set up the domination for the biggest task of the beast can he conquer the streak? So that'll that is gonna do it tonight for part two of our ending the streak series. We like to thank everybody for listening. So please join us next week as we discuss the buildup to WrestleMania, talking about the how impactful it was to the wrestling business, the shock, the surprise. Should the streak have been defeated? Was the streak 
supposed to end that night. So mm. I'm gonna leave you guys at that. So I'm gonna go to our comment section um, before we head off, and we'll 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 go through responses of a couple of our questions slash comments. So I posted in the chat um, part time champ, um, <laughs> and then of course Zach posted participation cha- champion lol. Basically, so Roman Reigns nowadays, or I guess you could say Seth Rollins, because they had to literally make another championship because they can't get the belt off Roman. So, uh, Jason Miller says, uh, no part-time champ. I agree. I always hate having a part-time champ. Um, also ask, uh, since the kind of show's towards the end, uh, Lesnar versus Joe. What did what do we think about that match? with? Because that was a triple threat match with uh, Braun... Les or Braun Lesnar and Joe, correct? Oh yeah, that was at the uh, Great Balls of Fire pay per view. That was a five way, I believe. Five way. It was a five way. Yeah, because because Roman was in it and someone else. Mm. That's right. Joe and Brock may have had a singles match. I don't know. I thought it was a three way. I thought there was a three way with Braun and Joe and Braun. Oh no, it was a, it was it was Great Balls of Fire was a solo match. That that five way yeah. was at yeah. I think SummerSlam. Oh gotcha. Yeah. Because oh, there was like three right. different matches, I think, with that with those sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Brock it was Brock Lesnar. That match it was a quick one. Uh, it was six minutes and twenty five seconds. Yeah. Jason Miller says it was okay. Um and I'm going to get an Oliver's question here in a second because he asked about an interview. So let's uh, close out. Um, Connor, do you have any announcements to make since he asked about an interview? I do. Uh, we made an announcement last night. Uh, I'm just waiting on the graphic to post it. Uh, but it was announced on here last night that uh, uh, the first African-American intercontinental champion, uh, Anaman Johnson, will be on here what? August 2nd before... No. An hour before Dynamite, uh, and August second, I picked it on August second for a reason. Uh, it's the 200th episode of Dynamite, so I tried to make it a uh, a big occasion, I guess, because uh, 200 episodes is a pretty good milestone. It feels that mm-hmm. uh, the first episode was just a few days ago of Dynamite. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Uh, 200 Time episodes. Flies and fun. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Ahmed Johnson will be on here. Uh, August 2nd, an hour before Dynamite, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Well, awesome. So you guys heard it here nice. on Talking Elite. We are having, wow, one of the best Intercontinental Champions ever to be on here on mm-hmm. August 2nd. So make sure you guys uh, stick to our social medias down below. And also make sure you guys hit the bell and subscribe button down below. If you guys haven't already, make sure you guys stay up to date with the All Elite Zone podcast. Um, we are kicking butt right now connor how many viewership and how many subscribers do we have currently 359 sweet well, we are trying to get to 500 by the time the year is done so make sure you guys like subscribe share with your friends talking elite is designed for you guys as fans to talk with fans as you guys are a huge part of the show as well so we'd like to thank all of our listeners for listening so make sure you guys follow us on twitter at all Eat zone one Follow us on Facebook at All Elite Zone. Follow us on Spotify and Podbeam. Make sure you guys go back, listen to our archive, because we got a lot of great episodes. Connor has been working his butt off um, trying to get everything going on. Um, Don't forget, we are um, Josh. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, Josh is so excited for 
AZ Canada to be happening. So we are having an expansion mm-hmm. to our friends up north. Uh, so that'll be happening here shortly. We're just waiting on the exact date, and we will let you guys know. So yeah. we'd like to thank you guys all again for listening. Also, a big thank you to the AZ family. Thank you, Connor. Thank you, Zach. And thank you, Adam. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for making Talking Elite very special and one of my favorite parts about you know the end of the week. So thank you guys so much. Thank you to all the fans. And if we have nothing else to say, thank you guys. Good night, Adam, and sign us off. Good. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>